It's the same, it's, like, it's another training camp, another fight, another fire, different shape, only human. Two arms, two legs, one head. I have to hit continuously until he stops. To sum up a fight with me and me and Yard, it's, I just think it's a great, it's a great fight either way. Um, for for people watching and for 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 myself and him, um, I'm undefeated. He's a, he's more or less undefeated. Really, he's, he's had one loss to the, to, to to an elite Kovalev, and you know, winner goes on. Lose has to rebuild a little bit. It's 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 win win for anyone I believe. So it's a great fight, and I can't I can't wait. It's a great feeling being top of the bill, headlining another show once again. Um, my second show now against such a credible opponent in, 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 in Yard and it's a great British fight. British fights are always the best fights I believe, you know, and, and, and this is just going to be one, another one of them, I think. I've known Lyndon all his life since he's been born. I used to train his brother before him, Zenon, God bless his soul. And um, he, he was very close, he used to live with me as well. And, we spent a lot of time and he'd grown up around with us until he was a big man. When he was killed, Lyndon then got into boxing after that. Brian Hughes compared him to one of the greatest light heavyweights called Bob Foster. And Brian said to me, Pat, you know this kid, he's got this style, he's got a really good style. And this is from being, he started boxing at a late age really, he started boxing I think at the age of 16, 17. And he come to the gym and he learnt the game really quick. So. The relationship that we've got is, is practically family, just like me and Zelfo. On that one, yeah, move up. I think people think he can just box, but what you don't realise about Lyndon is he's, actually, he's good at working on the inside. He's, he's good at inside working, so because he's never had to use it in a long time, I'm just bringing it back to him, so he's just igniting it and working on short punches inside as well as he can work on the outside. So, you know, it's good to have a fighter that can do both, he can box and he can fight. This is what you call counter punching. Okay, now get ready. Hands up for you. No, have your hands down. I don't want to counter it with this. Okay, come on then. So coming from from the Dex Bellman fight and and, and the Emmanuel and him fight, and you know just picking up the experience of, of going 12 rounds and being in big fights and being in front of big crowds and being headlining and stuff like that. It's just great experience. It's just brought me on a lot, I believe. And and, and now I'm I'm confident in boxing 12 rounds comfortably. You know what's mad? When, we, when he was interviewing us, me, him and Spellman, it was, oh yeah, the winner of this fight will fight Yard. Then the loser of the fight fought him. Like, to me, it made no sense. But I mean, if he, if he felt like he needed to do that, then that's his, that's his business, that's, that's Tony's business. That's what they wanted to do. It's nothing for me to say, but I mean, he went in there and he did what I guess I, guess I knew he was going to do. And the Kovalev versus Yard, he did well. I mean, I'm not going to criticise him because he went over, he went to Rush, he went into the Lions then and he, and he, and he, he did what he, you know, he, ne he nearly, nearly did it in the 8th round, but that's all he did was in the 8th round. Not beat every other round, really. Essentially, he got stopped off a job, knocked out for exhaustion. And yard fight, I'm expecting an easy walkthrough. I really don't. I hope he just comes in there and doesn't hit me at all and doesn't even want to hit me. It's going to be a friendly vibe. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm going to win and that's it. And if he isn't stupid enough to think that I've not got power, then he will soon find out that I have. And 
he would have to then quickly. Side. <coughs> there you go. That's it. And how big an opportunity for Lyndon is this? See, what you see me talking about, it's, it's, a, it's a big opportunity, not just for Lyndon, because I don't know why you're saying it's a big opportunity for Lyndon. It's a big opportunity for Anthony Hart. You know, we're talking like Lyndon doesn't exist here. You know, when we say it's a big opportunity, it's a big platform for Anthony Hart. Yeah, you know, it was no, it was no secret that he, he lost a family member or two in, 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 in with, through COVID and that. And you know, it was only right to just quick message, nothing too long. It was just a quick condolence on it. And I think it was Instagram. Just sorry, but sorry for your loss and whatnot. I'm sure he'd probably do the same for me if he if he if he found out I'd lost somebody. And again, this is boxing. It's just business. It's, it's no animosity between us. It's after the fight, we'll probably be cool. The trainers are going to be out of it come the day of the fight because we're just there to remind them, really. There's nothing we can do now. Our jobs is now. Yeah, and if we haven't done anything right now, from now, we can't go back because come the day of the fight, we can't help them. It's just two men now have got to progress and do what they have to do by themselves in that ring come that night. I'd love to fight, I'd love to fight, but I've that rematch from the amateurs. Again, I'm sure we'd make a great fight, nothing too rushed, but yeah, they're talking like I'm not here. They're, they're talking like I'm not here. Like, yeah, the odds is going to walk through me and then it's just going to go on and fight Boatsy. But you know what, Boatsy is one of the nicest people um, in boxing. So I'd be a fan to watch that. If they fight and they fight, and I'll be sitting and I'll be watching it. But I'd like that fight too. You know, all goes well. In the next five years, the next 18 months, I'll be one of Manchester's world champions. Nearly retired, hopefully. <laughs> Trying to stay in this game for too long. Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined once again by the highly esteemed Peter Fury. How are you doing? I'm all right, Danny. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, we've got plenty of time to talk, and we're going to talk about Savannah's most recent performance, which I'm sure you were delighted with, and also Huey's upcoming fight. As we're talking on the Monday, people won't know this, but originally we were going to talk uh, earlier this week before Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce. I was going to get your opinion on the fight and prediction but now we're looking at it in the rearview mirror um just yesterday what what did you make of the fight I'm, I'm sure you must have watched it it's just a young apprentice against the teacher isn't it uh, that's all you can say he was a uh, the young heavyweight coming through he was raw and uh he's still a novice against somebody who's very mature experienced and on a work on a very good world level joe joyce is a good fighter a very good fighter, actually, and uh, you know he's just come up short. You know, there's no, there's no problem with it. It's just a loss. He's not badly hurt, and uh, he'll learn from it, and he knows what he needs to do, and he'll just come back stronger and better. You know, at 23, I think. Well, everybody's saying he's 23 years of age, so he'll just. Uh, it's just a blip, isn't it? He'll come back from it. What did you make of the way the fight ended? It seems to have caused quite a debate on social media about the, I don't like to use the term quitting, but certainly didn't feel the need to get back up from the knockdown. It's later been found out that he has got a fractured eye socket and nerve damage. So with that in mind, is it kind of justifiable? 
Yeah, of course it is. Because if you've got nerve damage and you get it and the, and the, the spike in pain is running through your brain, you're going to stop. But we don't know that, do we? So he did quit. But the reason for him quitting, if that's what's happened, is quite genuine. So anybody in that position, they can't stand the excruciating pain, live to fight another day. There's no problem. But looking at it in the ring, yes, he wasn't put down with a punch. He went down himself, you know, and that's it. He called it a day. I, I, I don't know to where I'm looking at it because, you know, he stayed down there, you know, and got up at 10. You know, so obviously he, he wanted out of that fight. So that's, that's, that's it. Now, he's injured. It's a genuine injury. Sure, no problem. Yeah, like you said, if, that, if that's what's happened, no problem. He's quit, he's quit for a reason. Could that have a longer-term impact, though, particularly all the criticism that people are coming out with fellow fighters and so on, mentally for him when he's coming back? Is that going to make it harder? I don't think so. You know, I've worked with fighters over the years, you know, the useless, the this, the that, they're everything under the kitchen sink. What does that mean? You know, if we looked at what everybody's got to say, it doesn't mean anything. You're only the flavour of the month when you keep winning. As soon as you have a, a, a stinker or you have a loss, you're a piece of shit. You know, that's sport. But real sports people, no different. You know, so, like I said, talk's cheap, isn't it? They're not in there doing it. They're not in there facing jabs off Joe Joyce like hammers. You know, this is one we've got a guy 18 stone, 18 and a half stone, can hit like a brick shit out. So, like I said, they've got no idea what's involved there. So, we done well. I think there was too much pressure built on the kid as well. You know, let them learn the trade. Everybody's thinking, oh, big heavyweight, big KO. There's a lot more to life than that. And, you know, he will only grow from that. He won't go backwards. He'll grow from it. Because now he'll have his feet on the floor, know exactly where he's at, know exactly what he's got to do. And you just correct it and get better and better. Boxing for young men is like steps. But I believe this has done a big favour. It was a fight too soon for him because he was. I just didn't get the, the odds either. I thought it was too soon for him, but it was a 50-50 fight because he's so explosive with the power. So like I said, and he wasn't getting he wasn't getting badly beaten in there. It was neck and neck until Joyce started pulling away with it. You know, with the just, just you landed too many jabs. But he was putting his combinations together and he was hitting him with one twos, uppercuts, hooks. So he was coming on, he won a good few of them rounds. It was neck and neck. But I just had Joyce slightly ahead in the rounds because he's catching him so much with a jab. But it wasn't like a one-sided beatdown, was it? How much further do you feel Joyce can go? Because he's got a very unique style for a heavyweight and it seems like it would cause some of the top fighters a fair bit of trouble. Yeah, you know, styles make fights and uh, he can cause any heavyweight a lot of trouble. At his, at his height, you know, he's very durable, you know, and he keeps coming. So Joe's in the mix with, with them all. This is Rob Tubber for Boxing Social in association with Betfred.
It's been a while, but I'm delighted to be joined by Lee Eaton of MTK Global. How are you doing, Lee? Long time no see. Yeah, very good, mate. Obviously, it's been a long time, hasn't it? It certainly has. It's been a very long year for everybody, but they do say all good things come to those who wait. And we've got a good card tomorrow night, the final of the Golden Contract. Lee, great show to talk to you about it. Yeah. This is a great card from top to bottom. Um, obviously, we're going to start off in, on the live broadcast at 7 o'clock with Fergus, Fergus Quinn versus um, Scott James. Sorry, I forgot his name then. Scott James. Um, obviously, Fergus fought Robbie Chapman in his first fight. He's fighting another, he's six and six, but he's a game fighter. So Fergus is not taking no easy touches, just trying to progress. Um, it's a good fight over six rounds. Then you've got James McGiven, who's an elite amateur, obviously Irish amateur, very good fighter. It was been out a while. Um, and then obviously made his debut um, in August. He's fighting Jordan Ellison. Obviously Jordan Ellison's one of the road warriors, one of the mm. tough tests for anybody. When I see him yesterday, he said, oh, you do know I'm coming and knock your boy out. So I always like it when the boys, the, the away fighters are a bit ambitious because obviously at least you know they're going to come and have a good go. Um, then we've got obviously Adam Azim, who um, was an absolute elite amateur uh, in the juniors, won every single um, national title you can, 10-time national champion. He's obviously making his professional debut. He fights Ed Harrison. Ed Harrison's coming off the best win of his career against uh, Muhammad Ali. I think he's in Muhammad Ali. Bilal. Bilal Ali, sorry. And, and, uh, Muhammad Ali's fighting on Warren's show on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah Bilal Ali, yeah. Um, so obviously he's coming off a good win on BT. He's full of confidence. So for professional debut, it's quite a good test for Adam. I'm um, looking forward to seeing what, obviously what he does, um, seeing how he goes. Uh, of, then we go into the main card with Danny Darko versus Harlem Eubank, which is an unbelievable fight. In my eyes, it's the fight of the night. It's still to show. Darko's very confident. Harlem's very confident. Uh, so, listen, you're going to see an absolute great fight. I'm really excited about it. And then, on light heavies, we've got Ricard Belotniks, the champion, just come off the best win of his career against Jose Burton. Uh, he's fighting Serge Michel. Both really good fighters. Obviously, we didn't expect them to be in the final, but they both deserve to be in the final. Both, obviously, they've been the best in the tournament. Um, so, it's another good... That fight, if you just watch the weigh-in, they couldn't take their eyes off each other. They, they, they are both ready for that. And I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> another fight, excited for... You don't normally see depth in shows, obviously, with this. Obviously, every fight on a card, because of their stages of their careers, for Fergus, James and Adam, they're 50-50 fights at this time of their career. So, really, we've got a 50-50 all the way through. And then, obviously, the final, uh, the main event, obviously, Jazza Dickens versus Ryan Walsh, which is an unbelievable fight. Ryan's number one in the WBO. Jazza's number 12. And then you've got Jazza's number three in the IBF, both in the top 15 of the box rec rankings in the world. Um, an unbelievable fight. And you have to pinch yourself to think that it's actually going on on an MTK show after, obviously, how far we've come on that so it's good to see such a big fight on the show and I'm really looking forward to it. That's been a long time since I've seen a card as universally praised as this one as you mentioned there's 50-50 fights right down the card and of a good yeah. level as well the golden contract I mean 
this is kind of the beauty of tournament boxing as you always get these great fights as it steps yeah. up but i just want to touch on adam azim you mentioned adam azim about you know his, his standout amateur status i actually watched him spar luke campbell not very long ago give a very good account of himself right yeah just how excited should we be about him and as you mentioned boxing ed harrison it's not a gimme in his first fight yeah, listen, Adam's been um, been around the gyms and obviously to spar, go down to spar, Luke Campbell, he was getting ready for a world title fight. It's an unbelievable experience for him. Um, obviously, he's been down sparring um, down obviously Adam Booth's gym as well with Harlem. So listen, he's, he's doing the, the right things. Um, and it's just it, that he's got to see if he comes from amateur to the pro game and see how he adapts. And I'm pretty confident he, he has got a pro style anyway, so I'm pretty confident he adapts and he's a future world champion. You mentioned Harlem Eubank versus Danny Darko. Now, obviously, we're kind of in the position that we're in with the pandemic, but that seems to me that that fight would have been brilliant with fans. Would you agree? Danny Darko, every time he fights, brings always brings a travelling audience, always brings 100%. brilliant support, doesn't it? Yeah. Danny Darko, obviously, yeah, with the Martin McDonough fight, um, they both sold out, sold hundreds of tickets each, and that was an unbelievable atmosphere. And uh, versus Billy Allenton as well, uh, Billy Allenton sold a couple of hundred tickets, so did Danny. So he always brings um, a good crowd, and it's, he's an exciting fighter. He just comes to fight, um, he leaves it all in the ring. So Harlem Eubanks probably one of the most improved fighters in the UK. Obviously, he's just been in Booth's gym for the last four years, and all he's done is just trained, trained, and improved. Um, so it's good for both boys. They didn't have to take this fight. That's the thing. They didn't have to take this fight, but they did, um, and made the best man win. Make a good point there about Harlem Eubank. Obviously, he's, he's been training away and working away behind closed doors with Adam Booth. The Eubank name, just like the Ben name for Connor Ben, does weigh heavy on the shoulders. But somebody like Harlem, you know, he's not, from my opinion, at least or from what I've seen of him, he doesn't appear phased by that. He's more than happy to go along at his own pace, develop at his own rate, which is good to see in a young fighter. Yeah, I spoke with Mick Codlin last night and Mick just said there's nothing phased him. He's just so chilled out. He's just, he's on his own little journey and he's ready. He's just, he's right up for it as well. And obviously a win here pushes him into obviously English title, British title level. So it's, it's all at stake here. Going back to touch on the golden contract, as I've mentioned to yourself, I'm always telling Callow every time I interview Callow that I'm a massive advocate of tournament boxing. I think it's brilliant, strips away all of the politics. Um, that being said, the light heavyweight final, I don't think many people would have guessed Serge Michel versus Ricard Bolotniks being the final, which kind of shows the tournament strength and the strength in depth. Yeah. Do you know, obviously, when, when it first announced, obviously, we all had that. Between us, we all picked who you think's going to be in a final. I literally said, "There's no way Jose Burton don't get in that final." Um, and obviously, I thought Stephen Ward would beat Belotniks, but how wrong? Obviously, he wiped he wiped Stephen out. Listen, Steve, that ain't Stephen Ward in there. Obviously, Steve Stephen proved in his last fight. Obviously. Moving up to cruiserweight is the best thing he's ever done. So for him to get down to that weight was ridiculous. But you can't take credit, obviously, no credit away from Belotniks. He went in there, done his job. Um, and then obviously, he beat uh, Jose Burton in Latvia. The scorecards were a joke. But that's not, listen, he won the fight. Simple as that. It's not, but the, the scorecards were atrocious. But 
he's had two great wins. And then Serge Michel looked unbelievable last time out in, against Liam Conroy. Um, so this is a great final, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that fight. That fight has got all the ingredients to be an absolute cracker. You mentioned about Ricard Bolotnitz. I mean, obviously, we've kind of we've even seen Stevie Ward look kind of ripped at cruiserweight. So God knows how he ever made light heavyweight. Yeah. But we've seen Ricard Bolotnitz blow him out and around. Josea Burton, who can box, you know, very he's got he's yeah. very got pedigree behind him. But Ricard Bolotnitz showed a different side of himself in the semi-final. Yeah. Box, he was able to push him back. What type of uh, fight are you expecting from Bolotnitz this weekend? Uh, tomorrow, rather. Um, I'm just expecting an absolute war between them. Um, it, it, just the stare off in the uh, at the way. I was just like, I was quite, I was saying to him, face the front, face the front. I said it about four times, and they just would not take their eyes off each other. They're both obviously Serge Michel's got an, he's an Olympian, so he's obviously got good obviously background and stuff like that. So he's probably the better boxer out of the two, but Belotnix has got that power and he's just got that angry man syndrome, and he's just he just wants it's like the hurt game, isn't it? So it's a great fight. It is a great fight, and as is the main event, as you mentioned, uh, Jazza Dickens versus Ryan Walsh, kind of two stalwarts, really, of the domestic scene. Yeah. Of super fancy for Jazza and Featherweight over the years, and the winner of this fight is finally going to get that big payoff that they've been looking for for the last few years. Yeah. Well, listen, Ryan's number one with the WBO, so he's, if he wins, he'll be installed as the mandatory for Navarrete, so he's 100% going to get a world title shot. Um, obviously, if Jazza wins, he will take that position. Um, and obviously, he's high up in the IBF, he's number three in the IBF. So, they're both in really, really good positions as it is. So, but the winner, obviously, of this fight, and I can't pick a winner. I keep, I keep changing my mind. One minute's Ryan, then it's Jazza, Ryan, Jazza, Ryan. It's just, but do you know what? It's, it's just whoever wins. It's, I'm happy for them. They're both great people. Um, and they're both both come good friends of, of mine and that. So I'm just I'm just pleased that they're both getting a good payday and they're both having a good fight. See, I usually dig promoters out for not picking and, and sitting on the fence, but I don't know who's going to win any of those fights yeah. either. So I'll let you off for that, Lee. Uh, before I let you go, I appreciate you very busy the day before the fight. Um, what about the future for the Golden Contract? I've spoke to Caller about, you know, the, the next season of the WBSS. I'm sure conversations yeah. are going on around the Golden Contract. What, what's the plan for another Golden Contract? Yeah, listen, there's been conversations, nothing concrete yet. Obviously, we just wait till we get these out of the way. And obviously, I'm sure the teams will sit, the team will sit down um, and plan for the um, 2021. We've obviously got a few dates already booked in. Um, we're going to be doing minimum of one show a month um, all the way through 2021. We start off with Lee McGregor versus Kareem Griffey for the European title. Sean McComb versus Gavin Gwynn for the Commonwealth title. Um, there's a couple more fights to be announced uh, probably next week for that. And then uh, we've got Liam Walsh versus Paul Highland Jr. Uh, and obviously we've got the undercard and the co-main to be announced probably next week as well. So we've got, we've got loads of coming up. But um, I'd love to do another golden contract. Um, obviously a few different ways. I'd like to do the welterweights. I'd like to see someone like Michael McKinson and stuff get a good opportunity. Mm. Um, I'd love to do that. Callum, I said the other day about doing the flyweights. I'd love to see the flyweights. Obviously, the the the, the world level one. Um, obviously, the golden contract is is obviously not world level. It's obviously a domestic sort of fringe European level. Obviously, but if you think about that, they're all well rated. So that it is sort of a well rated tournament. 
But obviously, I'd love to see different weights. Um, it's a great. It's been a refreshing to see the boys fighting each other. That when I first done their first um, the the draw when uh, Lee Wood versus Davey Oliver Dress, uh, the buzz I got when they picked each other. Then I got Ryan versus Sakaris and that. I was just. I was jumping up and down in the uh, behind the scenes and that. And it was just that buzz seeing the proper fights made. Um, that's what that's what we're in the game for to see proper fights. So it's been refreshing through lockdown to see the people taking risks and stuff. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Andrew McCarthy, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global. Delighted as always to be joined by Jazza Dick. Jazza, first and foremost, I said it to you before you weighed in, you're looking good. How's the training camp this time around? It's gone really good, uh, yeah. Makes sense now why um, why it got cancelled last time and why I got the COVID. When I got the COVID, when I never had the COVID last time. Um, yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> I can happily accept that, do you know what I mean? For where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm very grateful. I feel so strong. I feel, I feel, feel. Do you feel, feel, is that we? Uh... I feel jazzy. I feel very, very jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this this, this, this uh, probably been the longest training camp for you of your career. If anyone's career ever. If anyone's career. How long? How long would you say you've been in the gym for now? For this for this fight alone. When did we fight Lee Woods? I think it was February, wasn't it? Yeah. So I started like I took a week off and started taking over in February. <sighs> so that's nearly what it took ten months. Like, I've had a few weeks off here and there. Been what ten months, yeah, ten, ten months, months. But but it's been good because we've been in lockdown, haven't we? Not everyone's had, had the experience of I've, I've had. It's been a great great year. I live a clean life. No, I'm a coffee man. I I don't drink. I don't. I haven't for the last six months. I haven't had a, um, a sweet. I haven't had a sweet for, for the last six months. And I, I don't miss it either. I just want to win this title. You know what I mean? So like I'm living a clean clean life. There's no reason why I shouldn't shouldn't be the best I've ever been because I've lived the best I've ever lived. You know what I mean? And if it took eight months, I'm happy to. I'm happy for that, you know what I mean? I'll do another eight months for Bottom Lanes and, and, you know, the camp we've had together. And <clears throat> I've learned loads of things about rest as well as working. Mm-hmm. About you have to be smart, what, what, what people talk about. When, when you're young and they're older and you talk about working smarter, not harder. I've, mm. learned, I've learned a lot about that. In terms of that, like, the fight itself with, with Ryan Walsh, I mean, as a fan, as us fans, we've been looking forward for this fight for since it was made back in February when you both won your fight. I mean, it was February that they both won against so. Michael, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, we've been looking forward to this for ten months. For you, how anxious are you finally to be fight- getting into that ring on Wednesday night, tomorrow night against Ryan Walsh? Are you just the no, knuckles itchy? No, I'm not anxious. Last last time, last time I was supposed to fight, I went in a place like this. Um, I would say I was in a place where. And you got to understand, like, I, I was, I was COVID, I had the COVID, and I was ready to fight, I was in the shape of my life, so the confidence I've got now, 
of not having the COVID. No, <laughs> I might say I haven't. I'm going to test now, so maybe I have. Who knows? Maybe I have. So, <laughs> so, so there's so many messages. Uh, the, uh, the confidence I've got now for um, not having it, being in the shape and the shape I'm in, I'm in mentally. There was a negative cloud over me. That's yeah. what I couldn't understand. I was in good shape physically, but there was a negative cloud, and that was me being sick. Well, you said uh, that you're a God-fearing man. Was this a blessing in disguise for you then? Yeah. Then getting COVID back in September and then rearranging this whole fight for December. Yeah, well, I've just been, I've just been my prayers now when I went back to my room, saying, "Thank you, and thank you for giving me the the belief last time." When it happened, instantly saying, "Look, God, just take me out of my own my own shit." And, and, and let me see what you're trying to do here and it was a hard time but i stuck with the god's plan you know what i mean and now to me it makes sense why why that all happened well the fight itself ryan walsh i mean like i said i've been looking forward to this fight since it's been made so every single fan in britain it looks like it's definitely the, an old british clash that we can all get our teeth into for you what can the fans expect be you and ryan walsh tomorrow yeah, i mean it's just one of the fights that's been building and building and building can we expect fireworks I think at some point it's got to be by by the way we both fight, but I feel like um, I'm just in a good place. Like, I, when you say you and Walsh, I don't see that. I see I, I'm just in a good place. I mean, like, I can't really talk on his behalf. I feel I feel like I'm in a really strong place. I feel like I want to perform better than I've ever performed, you know. And I'm ready to accept a lot of goodness coming my way. You know what I mean? Growing up and like for me. Um, I didn't come from a place where the spoils from winning it, yeah. I didn't come from a place where it was hard for me to accept that life, do you know what I mean? I can accept, I can win a fight because people pat me on the back and say, right, like you fought hard there and you're working hard, like you, you won, you know what I mean? I can accept that, but accepting everything that comes with winning, I've had to bend my head around for the last year, you're going to be stepping into this person who you want to be you want to be world champion well you have to accept these other things this other guns it's called a paradigm shift in it mm -hmm. and a lot of attraction and all that so that's what i'm that's what i've been doing so gone on a bit of here i'm like fucking hell i have one of the cpm i'm chatting a bit of shit here but what i'm trying to get at is i am ready mentally more than anything well that's could, I that's a long that, way to get around to that like but we got there we got there <laughs> uh, i know you're the type of fight i think i asked you this before the last time we were here in this bubble, I said, "What does this contract do for you, your life and your career?" I know you're 100% focused on on Ryan and the fight itself tomorrow night, but is there a small part of you that's thinking, "If I win this, I'm getting my world title shot, and my, my family's life is going to change." I know you've got a young family as well. Does there's a small part of you think ahead beyond what the Ryan Walsh fight? I don't think I, I don't. I, I said that I'm not thinking as the Ryan Walsh fight. Mm -hmm. um, I see this deadline for me as when the fight's over and I get my arm raised, that's what, what I see. Other than that, that's life after that. All I see is everything building up to this this point now, which is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. and, and the fight is on now, which is exciting. And yeah, it's on. Thank God, you know what I mean? Um, I just see it. I can't really put myself anywhere else apart from what I feel inside, you know what I mean? I don't want to be sitting here talking shite about what I'm going to do. Don't want to be talking like what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I mean, just people tune in and, yeah. and hopefully God gives me the, the you know, blesses me 
and um, not my ego, <laughs> just me. I've got that crazy ego, aren't I? The ultimate ego, Jazza. You watch Jazza tomorrow night. This is James. This is little Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't talk like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to doing exactly what I've been working on so much because I said when I went in this tournament, because it's this tournament type of thing, you'll see that the winner will be the man who's the most dedicated throughout all the year the most um but how does he face hard times throughout the year throughout the result career that's who you will see win this whole tournament and i believe that man was me from the start well that's that you you, you have to, you've got you've got some great self-belief in your jazz but the bookies can't split you so i'm gonna go it's, it's hard to get a decent price for any of these it's, it's it's one of them fights that like I said, it's mouth-watering for the fans itself, but I'm going to try and ask you a question I want to kind of a hard answer for, because you've been very ph philosophical with your answers. <laughs> <laughs> I want a tough, tough, straightforward answer. Can you go in there and stop Ryan, Ryan Walsh tomorrow night? I believe I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, went on a bit too much there, yes. Yes. There we go. Uh, rambling there, weren't I? Yeah, I went rambling. I like all that sort of stuff. I sort of delved into your world there for a second. I was like, yeah, where, but, where am I? Yeah. But, but why can't I? I, I if, it were, if you weren't saying Ryan Walsh's name, as this man, I respect so much. I'd be going, fucking suit right, I can't, you know what I mean? Fucking suit right, I can't, of course, can't, I will, you know what I mean? But Ryan Walsh is a lovely man um, from a lovely family. I've got so much respect for him, you know what I mean? So I'll do me talking in the ring, and you know what I mean? I'll do me talking in the ring, and I'm sure we'll have a we'll get out afterwards. Definitely. Well, yeah. final question then why should the fans tune in on a Wednesday night to watch this mouth watering featherweight final? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I'll just sit there. You can feel if you want. No, I, I, I believe it's, you know. I don't, don't want to say watch me to, to watch me. Then I don't want to say that. So if, if you, you like boxing, you love you love two two fights, two people who've had a long road, and you've been given this opportunity to um, put it all on the line, and you know fight out for their families. He's got a few kids. I've got a few kids. We're not we're not like wealthy people and. Yeah, we've both been handed this opportunity by MTK and Sky, and um, yeah, yeah both, both want to fucking fight our guts out for it. Definitely, and I totally agree. Now, it's a fight that I'm looking forward to. I've been looking forward to from the last time, but you selfishly got COVID. So <laughs> that way, we actually if you remember that was little Jimmy. <laughs> Whatever you do, Jimmy, Jazza, right? Go you, go you. Oh, Jazza, I know Sky Sports have worked waiting patiently to do an interview with you as well. So thanks for doing it, YFL first, my man. Thank you so and, uh, much. I can't wait for tomorrow night, so eat up and uh, enjoy the rest of your night and I can't forward to it. Look forward to tomorrow night. Cheers, Jimmy. Jazza. <laughs> <laughs> Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Let's move on to your fighters, particularly Billy Joe Saunders, who's defending his WBO super middleweight title against Martin Murray on Friday night, headline of a matchroom show on Sky Sports. How um, happy are you? Just the simple fact that he's going to be back out. He's not been in the ring for a while, and I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get in there. No, he's, uh, you know, when we got together a few months back, uh, 
I question Billy's desire, obviously myself, because of uh, you know what th things you hear in, in, in the business and whatnot. But we had a we had a couple of meets and a couple of workout sessions, and his desire was uh, <laughs> he's, he, he loves the challenge and uh, he's very competitive, and uh, so and that was all there, even more so now, and. Uh, and um, so that was nice and refreshing. Not 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 refreshing, but it was lovely. You know, my dad was his 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 uh, his trainer. My, my my dad coached and trained Billy Joe Saunders since he was seventeen years old, and I worked alongside my dad with him. So it was a it was a, a real pleasure, and um, it was a real pleasure for me to 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 get the job to take on the you know this Murray fight and uh so I welcomed it with with open arms but to be honest with you you know he's, he's he's always been a tough tough worker as well as a clever super clever operator I'm not too sure if he knows how good he is I think he does <laughs> yeah yeah I think he might have an inkling yeah yeah no but but what I'm trying to say is there's a couple of areas which are, I won't go into detail, which probably people in the business will know already. If he was to, you know, a little bit of a lifestyle change himself, <laughs> you know, in the years he's got left, he's going to find more magic in his uh, in his armory and uh, magic that he, he, he probably never knew or he don't think he's got. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I really, uh, you know, say, I says that to him from time to time. But no, it's a, it's a, it's been a, a real pleasure to get back with Billy Joe and um, and to you know work on this Murray fight and it, it ain't an easy fight for sure. And where have you guys been training? Because I've been seeing the pictures over social media. You all look in phenomenal shape, um, particularly <laughs> Billy Joe. Or maybe it's it's more of a surprise with Billy Joe. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that he looks ripped to shreds. Um, but they all look great, Harvey and, and Charlie and, and um, Johnny as well. Well, yeah. where where are you guys been training, and, and how good's it been? Well, Billy Joe, when when we uh, when Dad was training Billy Joe, we decided to take him to the MGM gym years ago, back in uh, in, in in mainland Spain. Um, it's now currently MTK, and uh, oh, they've changed their name to MTK, MTK. But so when uh, my Dad parted with uh, Billy Joe, he, he continued to. He liked the idea of training, warm weather training, and getting away from the distractions of everyday life. And, uh, you know, he's a serious operator, Billy Joe Saunders. And uh, and if he knows it makes sense, he, he, he does it. And so, yeah, so he's, um, we went to Fortaventura, um, a camp which, uh, which uh, his previous trainer, Dominic Ingle, introduced him to. And it's uh, it was a, a lovely, it was my first time there, and it was probably, you know, one of the best camps. Uh, say one of the best camps are camp at the end of the day. When I, when, when, when we go into camp, it doesn't matter where it we could be in this train. If this is what we needed to prepare to win a battle. We'd make it work. Do you know what I mean? But um, Billy's got a good team around him now. He's got a. Um, He's got a nutritionist guy called Greg Marriott. Yeah, I know Greg. Fantastic at his job, I must say. Uh, he's he's certainly uh, taught me one or two things that in, in in you know that works for fighters one million percent. Greg Marriott, yeah, look out for him. And um, 
and Tom Watts is doing a wonderful job in managing the logistics of day-to-day life and uh, camp life and uh, travel and all them things. And uh, I've known Tom Watts for a long, long while. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, yeah, like I've known uh, Billy Joe Saunders. So it's been a very, very smooth and uh, smooth camp and we've we've got with uh, with it numbers, and uh, we've got where we need to be. And I believe that um, um, we're going to put a good performance on on Friday night. What about the influence, not just of Billy Joe, but also being able to train out there as well, and at the highest level for the other fighters in your camp, the younger guys? Yeah, well, what, what it was then, I I'd um, I'd a, I got a guy, a young Johnny Fisher, twenty one, the heavyweight. 17 and a half stone. He's uh, very athletic and he's uh, he's under the matron banner. And he was uh, he had it in mind that he, he was fighting on, on the AJ card, you know, that's coming up after Billy Joe's uh, card on Friday. So he's very eager, Johnny. You know, he, <laughs> he's a kind of guy you, you try to advise him, but no, 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 I want to do, I want to do, but he had to meet. To, 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 to comply with the British Boxing Board of Control as well before his up-and-coming fight. But, you know, I thought the experience won't hurt him to get around Billy Joe and see what it's all about. You know what I mean? But um, I had a chat with uh, with, with, with uh, Johnny Fisher, you know what I'm talking about, and uh, Harvey Horn, because he had a fight. He's preparing for a fight in December. So none of them can be sparring partners of Billy. So... <laughs> I wanted them on board a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, bit of company uh, for, 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 for the runs and maybe for some some of the conditioning training and, and it worked really really well and so uh, and they both had jobs on but um, since 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 uh, we've been back unfortunately but it's worked out well uh, Johnny Fisher will be fighting. Uh, very soon in the in the uh, in the new year for for for, for, for Matram and um, Harvey Horn. He looks like he's having a bit of a. He should have been fighting uh, for the vacant British fly flyweight title up in Sheffield. Funnily enough, on a Dennis Hobson show, Dennis Hobson show. But one or two things weren't right with with, with the uh, with the uh, with the, uh, the small details. <laughs> And so that's, that's that's fallen through, but it's all in good hands, and uh, I've let them get on with that while I'm concentrating on the Billy Joe Saunders business. <laughs> and you you mentioned about um, having the opportunity to work with Billy Joe for this fight. He's been around a number of trainers so far in his professional career. You know him probably as well as anyone. Do you expect your relationship with him to continue beyond this fight and, and into the future? Um, well, I hope so. <laughs> we've had a, we've had a, um, we've had a pretty, uh, you know, I, I do know Billy very, very well, and uh, I feel, I feel him, you know, I feel when I mean I feel him when he moves, and when he's got a slip, when he's got a kid, when he's got a faint, when he's got to put the work in, you know, I think he knows. I feel that as well, you know, and. Uh, but Billy Joe Saunders is an extremely um, superb, brilliant boxer. But he can punch a bit now too. He can punch a bit as well. And uh, the thing is, uh, I really believe that um, 
Billy Joe Saunders is now going to um, make and show the public, boxing and non-boxing non people, what boxing is all about. Hit and not be it. You know, and stick it in. Stick some meat in when it, when it suits us. If it suits us. You get what I'm, you get what I'm saying, Dan? Yeah. I believe that uh, the likes of Uzik and Lomachenko want to be like Billy Joe Saunders. That's our, That's what I think of a good boxer. Brilliant boxer. Billy Joe Saunders is. Yeah. What do you expect then from the Martin Murray fight? Because as you said, Saunders is getting more meat on his shots now. Murray's a very tough operator. Can, can he get him out of there or will it more be, you know, a bit of a boxing masterclass? Well, Dan, uh, I've, not, I've not been a one to, to uh, say what's going to happen and give, it a, give away game, plan, game plan sort of thing. But the thing is, listen, Billy Joe Saunders... Uh, you know, I'm not taught in nothing, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but I can re I do remind him of little things and little tweaks here and there, and um, and and then little things. I have to keep him on his toes, you know. And he's a sharp, sharp operator up here, so that's my job to to um, to uh, you know, kind of guide him and you know give him advice, but also. Um, I've worked him very, very hard. I've worked him very, very hard. In the UK, before we went to Fort Ventura, I hit him with some, some rounds that uh, he kind of scratched his head and, and think <laughs> and thought about, are we doing the right thing yet? But um, yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure to work with um, Billy Joe Saunders, Greg Marriott and Tom Watts, for sure. So, so are you in the fight bubble now or when will you be going in? No, I'm I'm here now. I mean, I've, I've been here since uh, we we got here. We got here. Um, we actually we had a direct flight from from Fort Ventura um, on Thursday. On Friday, sorry, excuse me. On Friday, and um, we had a direct flight, and then it got changed. The flight got changed because of the, this COVID business, and we had to get on three planes. <laughs> but you know what um, it was yeah we got on three planes we had a fly to one of the other Canary Islands into Madrid and then into London Heathrow but you know we've been here a couple of days we, uh, we've uh, been doing what we've had to do to taper down and you know and to entertain ourselves with the fight last night and, and what not but uh, I think we're all a little bit worn out tonight we're going to we're going to give ourselves all a bit of room and uh, that's why I'm doing in my room now. <laughs> Has everyone had to go in to the hotel earlier now? Has there been kind of a change in how things are set up? There's no Josh O'Reilly who's fighting Tennyson on the show came in on Saturday as well. And it just seemed like earlier with the shows, they were coming in on like the Tuesday or the Wednesday, but everyone seems to come a bit earlier now. Well, for us, it worked because, um, it, you know, we, we, we asked to come in a, a little early because of... Uh, because of flights and uh, just because of flights, we are, we, 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 we um, asked if we could come in a little bit early, to tell you the truth. We didn't want to get stuck out there. You know what I mean? We, we, stretched, we stretched it as long as we could. And uh, we were safe over there. Adam Bailey, who runs the uh, NTK Fort Ventura gym, looked after us very, very well. It's a fantastic gym out there in uh, Coletta di Fusti. 
Galetta Di Fasti. I'm sure that's, uh, that's the name of the town. And uh, Adam Bailey, Fuerta Ventura Gym, MTK's gym. Wonderful gym. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, I wish you the very best of luck, obviously, for the performance you're hoping for on Friday night from Billy Joe. And um, yeah. hopefully we can catch up again after the fight. Lovely, Dan. We look forward to it, mate. Look forward Cheers, to it. Cheers, Mark. Take care, Thank mate. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Razavani for TV in association with MTK Global. Uh, with me, CEO of Black Box Management, Mr. Dean White. Dean, how are we doing? Excellent, man. I'm here, man. How are you? Thank you for jumping on. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for jumping on this evening. I know it's difficult for you to get uh, at home, but we're, we've got you in the car, so it'll do. It will do. <laughs> um, Dean, just want to go hit straight to the weekend. It was a big domestic clash. People called it the biggest clash since Chisora Fury, potentially. Uh, Daniel Dubois, 23-year-old, uh, young heavyweight up against an experience with amateur pedigree in, in Joe Joyce. Um, let's forget uh, the fight night itself. Prior to the fight, how were you... Kind I of think Ian is dropping phone is fucking terrible. Did it, I, don't think it, I don't think you noticed. Sorry, brother. How, 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 what were your thoughts about the fight before Saturday night? Same as what I think now, you know, I feel like the experience, you can't buy experience. Listen, Joe Joyce had a vast um, amateur pedigree. Sometimes it doesn't mean much in the pro ranks, but, you know, you listen, they don't give out silver uh, Olympic medals. He's won uh, European Games, World Games. He's won a lot of stuff. The juggernaut's a juggernaut for a reason. Hell of a chin. Um, and all these stuff, you know, it was starting to mount. The question was, on the big occasion, could Daniel Dubois rise to the occasion? The second question was, can um, Joe Joyce take Daniel Dubois' power? He negated the power by, you know, stepping off, jabbing, moving his head off to the side and continuing moving to the right. Um, as the eye closed, he, 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 listen, he, 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 listen, he showed his experience. And, and um, a lot of people, do you know what? I think my problem with this fight was a lot of people was, and not giving Joe Joyce the credit in terms of his pedigree. Everyone felt like it was a foregone conclusion. Everyone thought Daniel Dubois needed to turn up and he'd knock him out and get the win. Um, you know, the sport of boxing is a fickle business at the best of times. And and, I, and that's the only thing in it which disappointed me that, you know, there was kind of writing Joe Joyce off. And, you know, listen, I, I've said it before and I've said it many times. I've, I've even... Um, I did an interview last week just before the fight and I was saying, listen, if you look at his resume, he, in terms of fighting the best caliber of opponents from someone in 10 fights or 11 fights prior to this fight, um, he's got the best resume. You know, when he's fought Usanov, Brian Jennings, Lewis, um, Ian Lewison, 
Severn, Daniel Dubois. Listen, his resume is, is, is unrivaled. You know what I mean? But yet again, he had a long, extensive career. He's 35 years of age, so he can't be... What the fuck is going on with this fucking phone? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Do you know what? I think every time someone rings, it vibrates and bloody drops. But I'm going to hold it, man. I decided to hold it. I don't think that's the... Yeah, that's, that's better. Sorry about that. Apologies. I think this is as bad as the one I done the other day when it dropped about 10 times <laughs> in, in, in the other day. Bloody hell. But, um, yeah, so for me, look, listen. It, it, you know, where do we start in terms of how um, the fight ended and how it actually begun? Because I think nerves played a big, big part in that. Because as you can see, he looked, he looked really tense. He couldn't get his jab off properly. His right one. He wasn't, you know, turning his hips into his right. I know even knowing um, Joe Jones was, you know, stepping back and then moving off laterally. But at the same time, he couldn't get the distance gauge properly and let his hands go. But that was because he was tense. Because if you saw in the first, the first round, his nose was reddened already by the jabbing. By the second, third round, he was, ble he was breathing out his, you know, you know, uh, excuse the, the language, he was breathing out his ass. And that was, and I think that was the occasion got to him. He's a young man. And it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a big, mega occasion, and it was a lot of weight on his shoulders. You know, I think the fighters he had fought, fought previously didn't prepare him for this particular moment in time where he fought someone, a big man like Joe Joyce, six foot six, big old unit, big old brick head, solid as, uh, as solid as anything. And he took a few big shots and he just shook it off and carried on doing his thing. You know what I mean? So I think, I think there was a lot of things happening in there. Um, inexperience played a part because I feel like he didn't have a plan B when it was going his way. I felt like he, 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 he became a, a bit disillusioned when the power wasn't working, when he couldn't hit the target. He was kind of a little bit like, well, what do I do now? And then his eyes started to get, you know, bashed up, started to get closed. And I think, you know, the writing was on the wall, at, you know, as the fight went on, to be honest, you know what I mean? He got a lot of criticism, obviously he took the knee, and then he saw the referee count to 10, and he, 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 he didn't want to carry on fighting, obviously. Um, he got a lot of criticism from a lot of people in the industry, boxing, fighters, fans, public, managers, promoters, etc. Uh, was, was it fair to give him that criticism? You know what? I don't want to add no more salt to the wound um, and stuff like that. But what I would say is this: the sport is renowned for the gladiator sport. You know, the sport of um, being a warrior, going out on your shield. And many boxers live and and swear by that kind of monarch. You know what I mean? Um, it was a tricky situation because I felt like maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he needed to. You know his corner could have done him a favor and got him out of there. That would have been the that would have been the better thing for um, him in that instant if they'd done him a favor and seen that. You know, and it seemed to me the body language didn't seem correct in there. I think in the second round they gave him a rollick and he came out and he tried to have a goal. You could see the energy and it, it was more forced than anything because he was forcing it and he kept eating shots. Um, he weren't really moving his head. He didn't parry any jabs. There, there was so much things going on in there. It was, but I'm saying these guys know their fighter. They should have known, or maybe you know because they wanted to believe because they knew he had that power 
you know, heavyweight boxing, all it does, it takes one mistake. And they felt like because he's got that power, you know, they're going to leave him in there with the possibility and the chance that he could do something and he might catch him at some stage. But when you're talking about someone who's experienced as Joe Dress, you just saying you're going to catch him with one shot and get him out of there. You know, as it proved on the night, it's a lot harder um, seeing on watching him fight previous people, watching him in sparring, saying he's easy to hit, he's easy to hit. On occasions he is, but I had said prior to this that some fighters rise to the occasion, especially when they know there's a lot more chips online, on the line, you know, they perform better. Some guys, when they fight lesser opponent, they perform to the opponent. When they fight um, better opponents, they, they, they raise the bar and they know that there's a lot on the line. And from this, we can move on and go into bigger and greener pastures um, and stuff like that. So I felt like um, that. But I, I don't want to go in and c- criticise him. This sport is hard enough. I find it hard enough as it is getting around. I don't want to <laughs> upset any more apple carts and burn any bridges. Um, listen, deep down in his heart, you'll know what he's done in there. Um, I'm saying, you know, if people say he quit, you know, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's a big possibility. But yet again, what you've got to look at is, um, I saw online the guy, what's the guy's name who had the nine eye surgeries, the, the Olympian guy who um, boxed on, he said he, he got caught in the eye in the second or first round, fought on for eight rounds with a damaged eye. And that was the difference between him. Um, he had nine operations and um, he's, he had to quit boxing. Do you remember the guy I'm talking about? He's a, he was a middleweight, I think, or something like that. I can't remember his name. Anyway. I read it online recently and he was saying, listen, if he could do it again, he'd probably have took a knee. And that might have saved his career. Anyway, um, look, he's got a damaged eye. I know there's many guys that have fought on with a, a damaged eye. Look, the other day, um, Denzel too sharp against Efron. His corner done a done a good thing. They saved him in the corner. Maybe the doctor could have came in. Really, the doctor should have come in and had a look and maybe pulled him out and saved him. Um, but listen, he's a young man, man. Listen, he will come again. Um, that's what I'll say. He will come again. He's got a lot to learn. I think he needs to go back to the drawing board. He's going to go and look at that. And he's going to come back. And this game isn't about having power alone, because power alone can take you only so far. You need skills. You need to know how to negate things like um, what Joe Joyce was doing there. He's moving excellent, jabbing, stepping off, jabbing, moving his head to the right, and then moving off to the right. You know, this game's a bit more than just one trick pony having a a big power shot, I mean, a big um, right hand and stuff like that. But when it comes back down to what we're saying, I leave the others to kind of go into that, because I had a little bit of a banter the other day about it, but, you know, I can't obviously go on and um, continue to reap any more havoc on him, because look, he is a very, very good prospect. I feel like it was just a bit too soon, you know, like that. I think he, he's got all the attributes. He's a big lump. He lives the life. He's, you know, he's got great, he had a, he's got a great job. I didn't see none of that that night. You know what I mean? And I understand the case to take over. Imagine if the fans were there. He'd probably have been even, you know, probably would have been in a worse position because, you know, the pressure in front of fans would have been something. Oh, Joe Joyce has done it. He's done it. He's been all around the world. European games, world games, Olympics, loads of stuff. He's had those occasions behind closed doors, with fans, without fans, a lot of pressure. And I said this to someone, look, he fought someone like Hergovic, a big puncher, similar to Daniel Dubois. He's fought um, Usyk, same, puncher, pressed him back, you know, like if, and I, I think all of that came, all of that experience came into play on the night, man. Listen, I wish him all the best. I hope he recovers well. And, and 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 I hope they do something. I hope they they, they take a look in the mirror, a, a real big, hard look in the mirror, man, because there's there's a few things that he needs to do. You know what I mean?
obviously for Joe, and I'll end on this, obviously on Joe, um, he's, the horizon has opened up for him. He can potentially go out there, Usyk's there, maybe a Dylan White, maybe a Chisora, but these big fights are now there for him because he's proven he belongs in that kind of division now, the top end of the division where he can fight the likes of the elite. Absolutely. I, I, I can't see Dillian looking at him right this second. Um, when you're talking about making these kind of fights, you, you've got to look at if, if he, if, if, this, is the, this is the if, if these kind of fights occur, it's when, for argument's sake, me looking at the, at the chessboard, yeah? If he gets the Usyk's fight, if, the, if Joshua vacates the WBO, he gets the Usyk's fight, he wins that Usyk fight and then he becomes a world champion. That's a possibility, the likes of someone like Dillian White looking at that fight because it's for a world title. Um, at this juncture, what you've got to look at, he's only just won the British. He's only just won the European. So when you're talking about that, we, you know, all credit to Joe. He's, a, he's an amazing athlete. He's on the fringe of world level, but he's only just won the European title. So he's in and around that argument, if you get my meaning. In and around European level, in and around... The, the fringe world level, but you know he's beaten world level opponents like uh, world level opponents like Brian Jennings is world class, and he and he managed to come through that fight. And I think he just needs to. I don't. I can't see them waiting it out. But if he can fight some people in and around that, maybe say for example, if I don't know if he doesn't want to sit out for Usyk because I don't know are they are, are Matchroom and Queensby really gonna do a deal and get this fight off the ground? Listen, remember, Frank Warren's still waiting for that call from Eddie Hearn. We already know Eddie Hearn's a very difficult man to return calls and reply back to, <laughs> to stuff like that, you know. So um, I think that one, will we'll, we'll be in a wing and a prayer for that one. Let's see if they're going to do any business. If, if not, I think there's good fights out there, especially good learning fights that could prepare Joe Joyce going into, like, European guys' fringe world level going up the table, as it were. But he's, he's like, he, obviously, he's taking Daniel Dubois' spot, so he's actually, you know, like, number one in the WBO, so he, he's world-level-ish. But what, but what I'm looking at is he's only just won the British and European. So, you know, we don't want to continue rushing him. <clears throat> I suppose he hasn't got a lot of time. I think someone like Otto Wallen, who gave um, Tyson Fury a hell of a night and lo a lot of trouble would be an interesting fight. Um, that 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 would be someone I'd like. You know, he's a big guy, southpaw. Um, it'd be nice. I think the, you know, something like that. I'd, it'd be nice to see him fight him and see how he does with him. Um, and I'm 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 looking. Like I said, right now Joe's in a position where he's like you say, he's fringe. He's like European, he's European champ, fringe world level. So the guys he's gonna fight, he can't go and fight. You know, certain people because he doesn't want to go back on himself. He wants to advance. And he's, you know, he wants to gain a little bit more experience. Um, I'm thinking, for me, that's, I think that's a good fight, Otto Wallin. I think, obviously, it's a southpaw. He's a big guy. There's not, you know, you've got to look at the big guys of the division of who, obviously, Frank Warren's got um, Tyson Fury. But, yeah, again, Tyson Fury's um, caught up with um, the trilogy with um, Deontay Wilder and then the two fights with um, um, Anthony Joshua. So, it's literally about matchmaking who your team's going to look at and see who they think you could learn from 
and, and, and advance from, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. From like, like you said, he's, he's in and around the argument, 100%. But when you're talking about guys like Dillian White, he's a pay-per-view fighter. So, there's, when you're look, talking about pay-per-view fighters, it's all about numbers. You know, like when you see, say, like Floyd, you say, man, if the numbers make sense, we can make this happen. It's always going to be the same for the likes of Dillian. He's built his brand, and it's always going to be about... The kind of man does fight most people in and around that kind of... But Joe Joyce is still a little bit just behind doing his thing, and it's like high risk, very low reward. You get what I'm trying to say? He's, you know, he's got experience. He's been boxing a long time. Big, strong guy. Brilliant chin. Great job, you know what I mean? But then the body snatcher's called the body snatcher for a reason, you know what I mean? So it's what it is. But at the minute, Dylan's got his own stuff to look forward to. He's got to seek redemption for the Povetkin. But it'd be interesting to see who um, Joe Joyce does fight. I heard them talking about a rematch. I, If I was Daniel Dubois' team, I would really not go nowhere near that with a barge pole. Now, of course, uh, we, we congratulate uh, Joe again on his victory and wish Daniel the best of health with the eye and hopefully we can see him back in the ring uh, again very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Dean White, IFL TV, thank you very much. No, absolutely, man. Listen, credit to both boys. They're winning there. This sport is dangerous. Thank you, Thanks, as Dean. always. Take care. Bye, bye. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Kuben Cassis for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted as always to be joined by the very chirpy, happy, chubby kid from Derby. You called yourself that. I didn't. You called yourself that. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind You're that. Really chubby though, are you? To be fair, I've lost a bit of weight, but I have. There's been a few pounds been put on. I've not really seen a gym for. I was exercising a few times last week, but on the week of the fight, all I've done is eat bad. Bad. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's been only a couple of days since. Uh, I'd go as far as saying, for you, the best night of your. Your S Jam reign? Yeah, of course. Probably the best, I told you, it's probably the best night of my life, to be honest, because just because there's been so much like put into it, like you, you know, I've spoke to you like off records as well. Like, I've this is everything I've put, I've put in, every, absolutely everything, but it's not like it's, it's not just been me that's done that. Adam Morley has been without him, it's not possible. Like, We've had we've had we've had good people around us, and we're very fortunate. We're very very uh, very fortunate. But we've done collectively, we've done a, a, a great job with with Joe. We really have. And when the fight with Dubois got presented presented to us, we thought, you know, this Christmas has come earlier because we're confident. We were confident in our guy in winning. And Joe, most important thing, Joe, Joe, Joe was very confident in winning the fight as well. 
I think the great thing about Joe is, Joe's, this is how it seems, obviously you could tell me a different story, but it just seems like his attitude in life is just the same. You know, you didn't see him kind of, you, we saw his customary, you know, flip and all that, but it just seems like post-fight, Joe just kind of kept it grounded, kept it level, um, believed yeah. he was going to go in there and, and beat Daniel Dubois. He did, and he just, it's just almost like it's happened, carries on with life. Yeah, he's just gone on holiday as normal. He's not like, he doesn't let anything get to his head. Nothing really gets to Joe. Gen genuinely, nothing really gets to him. He's like, he's proper, he's unbelievable, Joe, honestly. Like, he wasn't, Coogan, I promise you this, he wasn't one bit nervous, not even the slightest bit. I, I said, I asked, honestly asked him, I said, Joe, do you feel like pressure? Like, I, I asked him honestly because I felt pressure. Now, it's not me getting smacked by Daniel Dubois. Like, like it's, it's, I'm like, He's like, no, not at all. He was cracking jokes in the in the in the hotel room before we like we all left. We was all in the hotel together, and like we, he was just cool as a cute. I knew he'd win, Coogan. I promise. I knew he'd win. Like obviously, in every way, boxing, nothing to foregone conclusion. Do you know what I mean? That's why I've, I've not gone. Oh, like you, you don't throw losses in people's faces because boxing, there's highs and lows, isn't there? Anything can happen, especially in the heavyweight division. But Coogan, I knew he was going to win just by looking. I thought no one's beating you tonight. Hmm. It was, uh, I think it was as it was dawning on us uh, that, that Saturday night. And I think I, I put a tweet out. We spend so much time focusing on the, those kind of fights that we don't have. We, we forget sometimes about what's right in front of us. And that, that was one of, them, one of them fights on Saturday. So um, it happened. It was amazing. Um, it's like credit to, credit to both guys, isn't it, Coogan? Like, like Daniel didn't have to, have to put his golden boy status on the line did he like he didn't have to take the fight did he and like but he showed confidence like there was a, a purse bid uh, going to probably go ahead for the British title fight and at this time we thought that wasn't really the right time for Joe but we knew their paths were going to cross we knew their paths were going to cross um but Daniel's always Daniel's team have always want have always been wanting the fight like fair enough like j j fair, fair play to, to both sides and that's the only reason why the fight happened because Frank did a good job um, in, the, in the middle of it all like he's, he's, he's got it done We've, all the teams did a really good job getting the, getting the fight done Do you know what one thing I will say I agreed with one of Frank Warren's comments kind of post fight to all this where he said that you know this was the fight that the fans did ask for and they genuinely did ask for we got the fight and then when people start saying oh well Joe um, Daniel wasn't quite ready for that kind of that level then which way do you want it? Do you want Daniel to be yeah. fighting those opponents that he maybe has fought in the past or when he does kind of come up to a Joe Joyce, which we all wanted, we can't have it both ways yeah. if they weren't ready. It's in boxing, Coogan, you, you, no one's ever happy. Like, say if Dubois beat Joe, yeah? Joe's useless, he's too old, he's finished. He's like, you, you can't... You, you, people aren't really happy, are they? And let me just let me just clarify something in... in uh, Frank Warren 100% wanted Daniel to win the fight because rightfully so you might it, rightfully so I've got no, I've got no problem with it because he's pumped lots of money into Daniel loads of promotion they've built him up great they've made him a, he got voted what did he get voted the young fighter of the 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 year or something yeah. that's a do you know what I mean great job promotionally um but let me just clarify something the build up was always going to be me and Joe versus Frank and Dan, 
me and Frank were like, we, 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 were, we were laughing all day, like behind, behind the cameras and stuff. But Frank, Frank was even like, me and Frank were like, like going, yeah, we need to like spice the fight up because Joe and Daniel aren't the biggest of talkers. Um, but in the, in, the, in the gloves are off, I properly, like, even though Frank was telling me to do it, like we were kind of, it was kind of not, it was, he, he kind of got annoyed with me because I was telling him like what I actually think. And it kind of came true. But listen, Frank's Joe's promoter. And um, we want we want big fights. We've told Frank that we want the Usyk fight, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna get behind Joe. And uh, Joe won fair and square. I wanted to uh, talk to you about um, kind of the, some of the negativity that swung Daniel Dubois' way. Um, yeah. Obviously, we didn't know the extent of Daniel's eye injury, the, the fractured orbital, until uh, late Sunday night. Um, but regardless of that, there's, there has been negativity uh, from people within boxing uh, about... Yeah, well, I, I have noticed, like, your channel's, like, took a bit of a bit of a pound in saying, oh, it's, it's kind of, you, you're giving him stick. When there's been loads of interviews, especially from people in the industry that have kind of, that have stuck up for, for Daniel. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, didn't really, I didn't really understand the, the, the negativity there, because your channel probably has probably given Daniel more praise than any anybody else really in the in the uh, the boxing media in, in my opinion yeah um you know listen it's it's kind of standard ifl procedure after a big fight and it, it's it, your job it's it, your um, job yeah Dillian white was knocked out by pavetkin when joshua was beaten by ruiz, ruiz. When, you know even when wilder's lost to the fury it's like there's a there's a peak here it's, it's, we're talking about yeah. it and that's what we do it's just it seems like it's a sensitive subject, isn't it? It's a sensitive it's subject, difficult. especially when, when, when there's always like a big upset or somebody that wasn't really something that's that the script wasn't how it was meant to be. It's always sensitive from 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 every from every side. But I didn't understand the the comments about your channel, like saying it's not because I looked at the comments and I thought Ben Davison, like, like, like they were all like kind of sympathetic towards Daniel, and like going in going into that. I put a tweet out saying, I don't want to see, because this is what we do in this country. We build these players up, like football players, and then so when something doesn't go their way, or it's like, the, the whole world comes down them, and you kind of want them to fail. Like, people should be trying to encourage Daniel to come back and uh, fulfil all his potential. He's only a baby. He's 23 years old. And, and as I say, it's hard. I said to, uh, on many interviews, it's very difficult for a fat person like me to say, oh, Daniel Dubois, he quit. Like, he, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Daniel Dubois probably saved his own career. It was probably the best decision he's ever made in his life doing that because imagine if Anthony Agogo would have took, potentially took the knee a few rounds earlier. He could still be boxing and still have a career. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, where is he meant to fight on till he's, till he's blind? Is that what people want to see? Just, I think it's a bit ridiculous and like, all the, 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 the yeah, he said a few unsavoury things about Joe's mum, but he's just a young man. He's just a young man. Everyone forgives and forgets. Like the, I've had no malice with, with, towards Daniel. It was just all a bit of a... It was just all banter to me. I, obviously, I believe what I thought, but I wish Daniel... I think Martin Bowers is a, of a, is a great bloke. I sent Martin a, 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 a nice text yesterday, um, a private text to Martin, just to, wish, just to wish them well, just to see how Daniel was doing. And look, it's boxing at the end of the day, isn't it? They're gladiators, aren't they? They're getting in there and they're putting everything on the line for for our, our entertainment. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. I think as uh, I was talking to Adam Smith about this, uh, as boxing fans, we want to see great fights and we want to see knockouts. Come on, that's, that's the name of the game. But at what point 
And, yeah. and what do we expect from a fighter to do? Do we expect Daniel to carry on the next two rounds, risk his whole career yeah. just so yeah. we, we, you know, he doesn't have a point with something like a label? I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, that him deciding to do that may may have just saved his career. We don't know. We'll never know. But. I mean, it's all right for, like I said, for me and you to turn around and, go, and say them things. We can't say them things. I think fighters will no always chance. have an opinion about that, Sam, because they're in the ring and that could be their mentality, it could be not. That's down to them. That's not really yeah, yeah. two of us. But the, the general public watching that for turning around and go, oh, he did that, he did this. It's like, you know, you're not in there. You've not had taking 2,000 jabs to the face by Joe Joyce. I mean, People can say whatever they like about Joe. Joe's done that to three people, Coogan. Honestly, he did that to Ian Lewis. He fractured Lewison's orbital bone, Stiverne, and now Daniel. So it's not a fluke what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? So like, but Daniel fought on. I think Daniel got that injury in the third round. So for, to, to say somebody's a 23-year-old, a quitter, who's been consistently have his, have his face like effectively broken, you can't call him like a... A coward, like I've seen some of these comments saying he's a coward, he's got no no gut, no guts and everything. Like all I want to see, and this is genuinely from from the bottom of my heart, I would love to see him come back and prove people wrong and and uh, and people get behind him again and and understand that boxing's a sport, uh, uh, and it's in in especially in heavyweight boxing, anything can happen. One punch and effectively it was it. Joe Joe caught him in the in the right spot, which what Joe was working on the jab, keeping his head offline. And, um, yeah, I want Daniel to come back and people get behind him because I still think he'll become... I honestly still think he'll become champion and he'll still be um, a force to be reckoned with when he comes back. I, I, I really wish him well. And Martin and the rest of the, the, the gym. The yeah, he's got a fantastic gym. team around him. Martin Bowers has done a great job with, with uh, Daniel Dubois. And uh, great job, yeah. Martin Bowers will take him, move him on from this and, and take him to uh, where he needs to be. But... Um, He's got some great people around him, and he's 23 years old. In terms of heavyweight boxing... Baby. Absolute baby, yeah, in terms of that. But he can... Listen, we know he can fight, we know he can punch, and we know that he will be a force in the heavyweight division. He already is one, but we know he'll yeah. get to where he wants to get to. We know that. Yeah, he's still a name. He's stuck. He's, yeah, I know that because of the way the fight ended, I kind of wish he would have been maybe pulled out because it kind of took the glory off Joe a little bit because it's like it was all about... Dubois again after the fight, like, oh, how's he going to come back? Oh, I can't believe Dubois took a knee and everything. Like, just let Dubois dust himself off. Let him get back. Let him let him heal up. Let him get back in the ring. But let's give Joe the credit now. And um, I'm looking forward to, to speaking with Frank and uh, getting, hopefully, fingers crossed, get Joe a world title fight against Alexander Usyk, which I think is a great fight for, 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 the, for the fans. So, as we understand, there has been... Um, a contract extension to with Joe and, and Frank. Yeah. So from what my understanding before the fight, um, there was a, there was a small extension agreed. Um, but Adam Morley deals with that. So you best you best uh, you best start asking uh, best asking Adam Adam Morley on that on that subject. But but listen, we've got no problem. Like Frank, um, as much as like like that we've had like it's funny backwards and forwards. I, I've got loads loads of Frank's a legend, isn't he? Like I've got loads of Frank, and and he promotes Joe. He's got. He's gonna. He's Frank's gonna deliver now a world title fight for for Joe Joyce, and we we we, we can't wait. Like, and Joe's rightfully so in the driver's seat now because he's earned it. He's earned the stripes. I wish somebody somebody um all these people that are 
trying to protect their records and stuff. There's been none of that from Joe. And look where he is. If you take calculated risks, you get to where you need to be. And that's what I would like to see more fighters take, take gambles. Because if you want to get where you need to get to, you have to take calculated risks. If it isn't for whatever reason, Usyk, because that situation is a little bit messy, because obviously we'll find out a little bit more after Joshua's fight with Pulev next week. But we know the situation regarding the WBO isn't as straightforward as, uh, as it could be, shall we say. So if it isn't Alexander Usyk, then is it important for you to keep this momentum with, you know, even stepping it beyond Dubois or someone similar to Dubois at that kind of level? Because it, the fighters he's been fighting anyway have been, we know what they've been since. I mean, he took Ian Lewington on his... On his debut, debut so, yeah. you know, so you know the Bryant yeah. Jennings, the Stavernes, the Lenroy Thomases are all in Joe's very short space uh, pro career so far. Joe's never listen. One thing I think I think everybody will agree to now: Joe's not scared to fight anybody. He's not he's not scared to fight anybody. So we'll we'll sit down with Frank next week and we will see where we go from where we go and uh, hopefully. Listen, fingers crossed that the, the Tyson fight, because as a fan, I'm not just saying this, well, I am saying this, but I'm not going to lie to you. I am saying this because I want Joe to fight for the world heavyweight title. But as a boxing fan, you want to see Tyson Fury against Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury because it's the biggest fight in the world, isn't it? That's, yeah. I don't care what belts are on the line in that fight. I just want to see those two go at it and um, fight for heavyweight supremacy. And then the winner fights the winner out of uh, Joe and Usyk. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. I think we'll take that for 2021. But um, yeah, listen, yeah. for both those fighters, it's very interesting to see their next fights, to see what Joe does from building on from that Dubois win and also what Daniel does now to come back from, from that loss because all eyes will yeah. be on both of them going into their next fights, 100%. Listen, he can, he, Dan, Daniel can be involved in some... I think he's going to need a couple of fights to, 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 to rebuild and get his confidence back. But then after that, Daniel can be in some great fights himself. There's the Gorman rematch because I don't think Nathan was... Well, I, I've made it very clear. Nathan was telling me as there's a... Nathan probably shouldn't have been in that night, the fight that night. I would like to see that rematch between Nathan Gorman and Daniel Dubois. Like a fully focused Nathan Gorman against Daniel Dubois, Fabio Wardley against Daniel Dubois. There's some great fights there. I've got a couple of more heavyweights joining the party soon. Johnny Fish is going to make his debut in January. Solomon Day, because he's going to come out and he's, he's a cracking heavyweight. He's, he's, he is going to be a, a real lethal uh, introduction to the heavyweight uh, division. So there's some great, there's some great things. Guido Vianello, he's going to, he's going to come back next year. And um, yeah, some great, great, uh, great heavyweight fights to be made next year. Yeah. And I'm sure Daniel's going to be in a in a in amongst them. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Just finally, before I let you go, are you in the bubble with uh, Laron this week? No, I'm going to come to the fight. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to get to the fight um, on on Saturday. Uh, Friday. I want, uh, Friday. Fr yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Going to come Friday. Come to watch it. Uh, go to watch the fight on Friday. I'm losing losing my uh, my senses. But uh, the Lyndon Arthur fight, yard fight. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Great really fight. looking that's forward to that. But yeah, that's going to be a great fight. But listen, back to fight, back to back. Uh, great fights, isn't it? That Frank's put on, hasn't he? He's put some Dubois Joyce, and then following it up with Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur. They're crackers, aren't they? Yeah. No, looking forward to that. Is uh, that's yeah. Well, that, that's again another fight that kind of should have already happened by now. It is happening this week. So yeah, actually really looking forward to that fight Saturday night. Some great fights on this. Listen, we've been very lucky this year. Like as as I'm speaking as a fan, that MTK Global putting on the, the golden contract tomorrow. Right. I mean, that, that's yeah. like they've put on MTK Global have been consistently putting on 50-50 shows since since the uh, the pandemic. I mean, 
they're not cheap these shows you know what I mean? they're not they're not cheap frank eddie they've all been putting on fantastic shows for us all to be all to be watched because it's very difficult at the moment with no no crowds and hopefully next year we can all have a have a party uh, watching boxing again with with capacity crowds again hopefully well we're a step closer to that aren't we because joshua pulev next week will uh, potentially have some sort of crowd so hopefully that just builds on into 2021 we all need it back hopefully hopefully florian marku is going to be on that card so i might uh, see you in the bubble mm, that should be an interesting week yes. very interesting yeah. um okay sam thank you very much for some of your time i'll uh, let you crack on yeah. with your day and um yeah we'll we'll keep in touch and uh, keep us updated on whatever's going on regarding s jam nice one coogan is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. <laughs>